video. It's, it's just a five-minute video by Francis Chan, part of a, a book and a series that he did called Crazy Love. And, but this video just kind of stu- stood out to me as part of what I want to just, just briefly talk about this morning. And I think we've got that. So we're going to cut the lights and just watch this five-minute clip with Francis Chan. probably sound like a a broken record when I pray every night for my kids because every night I ask for the same thing I go God the only thing I really want for my kids is I want them to love you I want them to love you more and more every year I'm really not interested in them growing up and having nice careers nice family that's fine but I don't want them just to you know do the nice Christian thing where I show up to church and give my 10% I want them to be passionate about God I want them to be obsessed with Jesus Christ. Gosh, more than anything, I just want to know that my kids are the real thing. They really know who Jesus is, and they really love him and would do anything for him. What I want for my kids, it's, it's the same thing that I really want for myself. I want to know that at the end of my life, I really lived for something. Like, I really invested my whole life for the sake of the kingdom. I want to say, like Jesus said at the end of his time on earth, where he prayed to the Father in John 17, he says, Father, I completed the work you gave me to do. And what an awesome statement. I did what I was supposed to do on the earth. It's the same as the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4, when he says, yeah, I, 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 I fought the fight. I finished the race, I kept my faith, and now there's this crown that's waiting for me. That's all I want. I want that for me, I want that for my kids, that at the end that we knew what we were supposed to do on the earth. It's pretty cool to know that I was created with a purpose, like God made me for a reason. And, and I actually enjoy waking up in the morning and thinking, okay, God, I know there's a purpose for me today, and I, I want to fulfill it. I want to do your will today. To me, that's what life is about. And right now, I, I, I do have this peace, like this is where God wants me. He wants me in Simi Valley. I'm doing the right thing, and, and he wants me here training people up for ministry. And, and yet, that could change tomorrow. It's, it's this thing where we try to keep in step with the Spirit. I have people sometimes ask me, they'll say, Hey, hey, Francis, I read your book, and I'm just wondering, what do I do now? And Or they say, I heard that message, and what do I do now? And I, my typical response is, I don't know how I can tell you what God's will is for your life. It's hard for me sometimes to figure out what He wants me to do. And so for me to tell you God's will for your life, that's just... 
it really is impossible. I, I really encourage you to just think, think through what is it that I have to do before my life is over? What is that one thing that I just, I, I must do and then pursue that? I think we all know what those things are. And as we pursue this, as we pursue this life of just passionate love for God, just keep in mind that you don't want to get proud. Sometimes we can hear a message or read a book and get so fired up and almost become judgmental of other people because they're not living that same way. And, and, and maybe they are living kind of a lukewarm life. But, but if we get proud, the Bible says that God will oppose the proud, whereas he'll give grace to those of us who are humble. And so whatever you do, make sure you do it in humility. And just make sure you do something. Because the worst thing we can do is be a hearer of the word and deceive ourselves. We got to do something. Bottom line, and I, I think this would be true of you as well. I just know for me, I would literally do anything, anything. If at the end of my life, I could hear God say to me, well done. That and along with other clips are all on rightnowmedia.org, which you all have the ability to, to use those resources on your computer. There's some great things. Um, of course, there's a book that goes along with it, which is challenging. Realized I didn't take the offering. At the end of end of service, we're gonna just the boxes are in the back, and you know how to give. We'll also just ask one of the ushers just to be standing in the hall with the, the bag as you leave. Um, that's part of the Christian life is giving. And it's we want to be faithful in that. But I'm just going to go on to the word this morning, if that is okay, and give you an opportunity at the end of service as you leave to, to be faithful to the Lord as you are already. This, this morning, I want to read some passages throughout different parts of, of the Bible. Should we answer it? <laughs> Genesis 1 1. Genesis 1 1. Probably don't need to go there. It's the first scripture in the Bible, and it's the first mention of baseball. In the big inning. In the beginning. God. In the beginning, God created. This Christian life that we live, we sometimes get confused. We have a lot of questions. What does God want from me? Where does he want me to go? So let's run this back to Ed. Matthew. He's popular. He's getting texts. So, and those are legitimate questions. I, I just really like this simple little video from Francis Chan. He, he even mentioned that. What do we do? Well, in the beginning, God. What's our foundation? Is our foundation God? The Bible is very clear. The other day I was thinking about something. I was listening to a Bible 
uh, a Bible program on, on the radio. And, and it was talking about the different characters of the Bible. And it says, Who's, who are the main characters in the Bible? And, of course, people you know, would probably not have thought about doing that this morning. Probably, you know, well, David or Moses or, you know, Jesus. And, well, the main character is God. But I don't honestly know in my first three or four responses, I didn't say God. I said David and Abraham and Moses and Peter. Thought of the people of the Bible. The main character is God. Because all of the people are pointing to God and life in Him. In the beginning, God. Now we go over to the... One of the Gospels, and it's actually, I think, Matthew said it, and Mark. But I'm going to go to John here. When, when somebody comes to Christ, faith in Christ, and they say, you know, what's a great place to start? I think a great book to read, the first book to read is the book of John. It gives a wonderful understanding and presentation of Jesus as our Begin with God again. It's about God. In the beginning, God. Now, I thought, okay, if we start with God, what do we end with? Let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 22. What do you want for your life? Boy, we could come up with lists. I agree with the statement in the video we watched. I really really want to hear the Lord say, well done. Revelation chapter 22 ends with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So we begin with God and we end by His grace. And that sums up our whole Christian experience. What's our foundation? In the beginning, God. Everything that we start needs to be founded in God. The undertone must be the Lord is ever present. He is what we seek first. Matthew 6.33 very simply, very deeply says, Seek ye first the kingdom. First. The first part of our life, our first priority has to be God. It has to be that we seek Him. What is the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Last week we talked about being desperate for God. We need to be desperate for God. Our foundation, every question, everything we need, do needs to be founded in the simple yet not simple understanding and seeking of God first. What do you think I should do in this situation, Pastor? Have you talked to God about it? Have you sought first 
God and His kingdom and His principles. What are you going to do today? Have you sought God about today? Before your feet even hit the floor, did you invite God in? There's a lot of debate about whether you, can, you should do your devotions in the morning or in the evening or in the afternoon or pray all day long. But whether you do your devotions and sit down and open your Bible and study it in the morning or in the evening, do you start your day with God? And not, oh God, it's morning. But God, it's morning. I think my mom has... The little thing, it says, Dear Lord, I've done okay so far today. I haven't gossiped. I haven't cheated. I haven't lied. It goes on through this list. And it says, But I'm about to get out of bed. And after that, I'm going to need your help. It's cute, but it's true. And we wake up and, you know, even when you've had a bad night, normally when you wake up in the morning, at least for a quick second, there's this, Ah, it's a new day. Grab a hold of God while you still can. Don't let that moment pass away. In the beginning, God. In the beginning was the Word. We're going to find Him through prayer. We're going to find Him through the Word. But just talk to Him. God, I need You. I'm desperate for You. I don't want to get into this day any further without You. God, I've got a decision to make. I don't know what I'm going to do about work. I don't know what I'm going to do about this relationship. In the beginning, God. Have you placed God first and are you continuing to do so? God is our foundation. Without that foundation, we become full of fear. Without that foundation, we become confused. Without the foundation, we think that we can do this life on our own and we try to do it on our own. Put the Lord first. We all have aspirations, things we want to see from our lives or from our children's lives, from work, whatever it is. The Bible is chock full of examples and teachings to us to seek Him first. Even in giving, In giving, it talks about bring your first fruits to the Lord. When they would bring in the harvest, they wouldn't distribute it all and do everything they wanted with it and and save 10% back. They would take the 10% first. Because it's about God, you're first. God, you're first. We need to be working diligently to change our thinking if it's not that. And it takes time to to change your priorities. It really does. If you've lived a long time without putting God first, you might even be a Christian and really you do love the Lord, but you find that you don't put God first. He comes in second or third or at times. It's going to take time to get him back first. In the beginning was God. And build that foundation. Now I want to go to the book of Joshua just just briefly because I thought of talking about beginnings. Joshua chapter 1 was the end of Moses. 
But it was really the beginning of Jesus, of Joshua's was career as leading the children of Israel. And it starts out after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. This is a great setup. How would you like that to be your beginning of every day? Hey, Robin, everywhere you go, I'm giving to you. God is talking to Joshua first. And he's saying, this is what you're going to do. And then he goes on in verse 6. And he says, be strong and of good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your forefathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Don't turn to it from the right hand or to the left that you may be prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. That's a great scripture for us this morning. Be strong. Be of good courage. Not because everything's going your way. That's not the reason you're of strong and of good courage. This morning, church... Rob, be strong. Be of good courage because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua, this is the very beginning of everything I'm commanding you to do and you've got a lot of work to do. And you're going to prosper and these things are going to happen. But I will be with you wherever you go. In the beginning, God. That's it. It's such a simple thing, but we get it all messed up. We come home from work and we say, well, for the beginning of my next session, I'm going to watch TV. We wake up and we say, for the beginning of my day, I just need a cup of coffee. Those things aren't inherently bad, but let's put the right things first. Let's acknowledge that very first thing, God. I'm glad you made coffee. But above coffee, I need you. Put them right. Put them first. As we put him first, we find at the end, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. I want to finish and I will finish by his grace and in his grace. But I need to start right. And I says, well, if there's a start, what about a middle? And I did just a fun thing. I just did a concordance search of middle. And this passage jumped out. It was there was there was some great things, God being in the middle. But this scripture jumped out. Mark chapter six. Jesus is alone praying. 
And the disciples were out on the lake. Verse 47. Mark chapter 6, verse 47. 46 says, And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea. And I thought, that's, that's us. We start, but sometimes in the middle of our event, we're out in solitude in the middle of the raging sea. And we, were af- we are afraid. Things aren't going well. So how do they solve the middle of their situation? Jesus saw them straining and rowing for the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When you're in the middle of the situation, make sure that God is walking in the middle of your circumstance. Don't leave him out. He wants to be there. He sees you. Allow him to be part of your situation in the beginning, God, in the middle, God, and in the end. Grace to you all. We know that in the end, the final trump will sound and we'll go to be with our Lord and we'll be there forever and we will be with him. And in that place, he'll wipe away every tear. There'll be no more pain, no more sorrow. But in this life, you'll have tribulation. So seek ye first the kingdom of God. He's got a plan. I remember when he spoke to me so so clearly just in the, and it was just more of a of this impression that he put onto me and I would begin my day God you have a plan for today can I be a part of it not bless my plan bless my ideas bless me o oh lord but god you have something i want to be part of your plan cuz i've got some pretty cool plans i got some neat things that i want to see done but God's ways are so much higher than my own. God, can I be part of what you have for me today? It's a simple, simple part of our Christian walk. But this life, the troubles and the worries come in and it clouds out God. The parable of the sower which I really believe should be called the the parable of the soil. Because in the parable of the soil, the sower is the same throughout each version. The seed is the word of God. It's the same. The only thing that changes is the soil. And we know that when the soil hits different types of ground, there's different responses. Or when, when the seed hits the soil... There's different types of soil and different responses, but the Word of God is that seed. What kind of soil are you this morning? If you'll seek the Lord first, I believe that your soil will be the one that's ready to receive the Word of God and can grow up and sprout. But it said on some soil it was hard and the cares of life, when it grew up, the the cares of life choked it out. Others, the birds came and snatched it away. As we seek the Lord first, I believe it's going to prepare our soil to receive the word of God and bear fruit. It's just a simple mindset this morning. What do we want to hear from the Lord in the end? 
Paul said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Do we dare live for God in such a way that we know we'll get to the end and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Father, your word is deep. Lord, I feel and felt that you said, don't convince, don't belabor. Simply state to seek you first. God, this morning we need help to put you first. God, we, know, we need to know how to say no to distractions and say no to the enemy. God, we need a change in our thinking. Lord, maybe we even need a change in our our habits that would cause us not to be waking up, running out the door. But change of habits that would give us a few moments before we did anything else but to just talk to you. Invite you in. And continue to recognize you throughout the day throughout all of our decisions. Give us ears to hear you more, eyes to see you clearly. Father, I know that I need to repent and ask forgiveness, and there are probably others in this room that we would say, God, forgive me for living with such pride, thinking that I can get through days and times and experiences without you. Help me and help us as a congregation to put you first in all that we do. God, let not the WWJD that we've seen and was written about, what would Jesus do, be trite. And God, let it not also just be something that we try to do. Let's just try to do what Jesus would do. But invite you in to do it in and through us. To seek you. To know you. Father, some in this room are discouraged or terrified, afraid. God, speak to them now and let them know that you will be with them wherever they go. Lord, we need you. Every moment, we need you. We invite you into every area of our life. We open them up and say, nothing is hidden from you. Have your way.
Lord, just let the Lord move in your heart right now as He's prompting you. Open up those hidden areas for Him to come in. Bring healing, forgiveness, even a gentle rebuke. Quiet the sounds around us now, Lord, that scream for our attention. Give us that moment, Lord, before responding to situations and to issues to seek you. And invite you into the situation. Thank you for having grace for us all. We receive your grace, your love. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.